0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Welcome to the
1: Diamond District Bonus Hour on this hump day. As we get over it together, shall we? Big sports day yesterday. Baseball Hall of Fame. Some big NBA moves. The NFL. Coordinators getting fired in Philadelphia. Head coaches nearly being hired in Los Angeles and Nashville. As we all wonder, what's taking you so long? Not to sound like Burgess Meredith or anything. What are you waiting for? Hire Belichick already.
2: It's not that hot. That's probably what Robert Kraft sounds like throughout this process.
1: <laughs> but. And then, you know, big night of college hoops. Kentucky goes down. Big wins for Florida State and UCF.
3: big That's a big win for Florida State on the road.
1: It is. Syracuse is a bubble team. Yeah. And Florida State's now won six in a row. And somebody from the ACC has to make the NCAA tournament. And besides Duke and Carolina. And we'll get into this further next week. But, I mean, right now, Mark, a lot of people think the ACC is a three-bid league.
3: Just logged on to BracketWag.com for the first time this year, David. You got me excited.
1: Well, Well, We'll have Shelby Mast on the show next week. Say, all right, let's go through your bracketology. Who you got?
3: He's got okay. Miami as the last team in right now.
1: I don't know how Miami gets an at-large with their last three weeks. have no idea. They just lost to Syracuse, who just lost to Florida State.
3: I'm just telling you.
1: Florida State beat Miami. I, I don't know how Miami's an at-large
3: right now. He's for got me. Miami as an at-large.
2: For what it's worth, Joe Lenardi for ESPN also has Miami in, not even as one of the last four in. Wow. Wow.
1: And good for them that I, they have now a good enough reputation, Mark, that they can get the benefit of the doubt like this. They've earned it. I mean, you know, Laranega, what he's done, uh, good for them. But, wow, their resume does not scream tournament to me.
3: No, I think they've got a lot of work to do.
1: All right. So, why not Florida State at this point? You've got to figure the NCAA owes them one, right? Man. I mean, if they're- I mean, if they're borderline, doesn't the doesn't somebody in the committee go, Well, listen, we stuck it to him in football. I know it wasn't us, but you know, just what do you say we, we throw them about.
3: Well, oh, I was just even thinking the pandemic year for Florida State. They deserve they deserve yeah. an at large for they were so good. The team they had that year.
2: They were so good and so fun to watch that they year. They were going to the final four that yes, year. Yes, they were.
3: Badly badly
1: for Leonard. Don't know he'll ever have a team that good and he's never been to the final four. But So, and a hell of a match going on right now. I mean, we don't want you to turn off the radio show and turn on the TV, but, you know, for what it's worth, there's an Australian Open semifinal right now between like two of the five best players in the world. Of course, they're not named Djokovic, so no one's really paying attention, but they're slugging it out. Winner to play Djokovic in all likelihood in the final.
3: Likely. Yeah.
1: Considering he's never gotten to the Australian Open semis and not, won the tournament, and where is he now in the Australian Open semis. So, I mean, it's not a foregone conclusion, but he's he's the heavy betting favorite. If he wins, by the way, quick sidebar, if he wins, this is the 25th major, no man or woman. This will even pass Margaret Court, all right, in terms of there will have been no tennis player to have won as many majors as Djokovic. And his record at the Australian will be dangerously close to Nadal's record at the French. That's how amazing his Australian Open record is.
3: Not to mention he was forced to miss one.
2: Right. Ooh, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So how what, what's he at again, David? Twenty three. He's at twenty four. He's at twenty four. And Serena right. had twenty three, right? Serena had
1: twenty three. I think Nadal's at twenty two
2: and 21 of them are French Opens? I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Well, no, but I think 13 are. But this will be, I think Djokovic's won 10 Australians, though. I mean, that's why I'm saying he wins two more matches here. His Australian Open record is in the area code of Nadal's French Open record. But if he wins this and gets to 25, I mean, whether, because clearly he's not as beloved as Federer was. No one maybe has ever been as beloved as Federer on the men's side. But I don't even think he's as popular as Nadal was.
2: I don't think so either. I think some of it, fair or unfair, has to do with his politics.
1: Yeah, maybe. I also think it was because he came up having to beat Federer and Nadal, and people had already grown attached to
3: Federer or Nadal. He passed Federer to me. You know, Federer was the gold standard to me, and I hold the fact that Rafi won so many at the French. I, I... and I like Federer better, so it might just be a personal thing with me. But I think a lot of people, you know, you said you're a Federer guy yourself. Yep, David, you're a Federer guy out of Federer and Nadal. I mean, that's yes, out of the two, out of the but no, I was no, 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 out of the guy. two. But all I'm saying is that that means, and I think most people are like that. Out of those two, more people are Federer people than Nadal people. Mm-hmm. And he passed Federer in a lot of people's eyes. And when you do that, there's no when you take down the most popular. Men's tennis player, maybe ever. It's tough to have popularity with it unless you are. And he's a quirky guy.
2: Not to He's a no doubt. No doubt. This would be like a a golfer coming up in five years and passing Tiger.
1: Well, it would have been somebody on the heels of Tiger, though. Right. They would have to have played against Tiger.
2: I guess, yeah, to get the timeline exactly right, it would have to be already happening now.
1: But the other thing that Federer's done or not Federer, Djokovic, my bad, is, you know, those of us that argued Federer over Nadal, yes, Nadal ended up with more majors. And it wasn't just that he had so many of them at one location. But Federer also had all those quarterfinal and semifinal appearances in Grand Slams. Like, if Federer made it deep into the Grand every time. And it didn't matter the major, didn't matter the time of the year, the the surface, it didn't matter. Federer went to the semis every year in a major for 15
2: years. And played in some epic finals, some of the most iconic finals.
1: Right, and Nadal didn't. You know, Nadal because of his injuries and what have you, but Nadal would get beat earlier in tournaments than Federer. Djokovic now, Mark, is tying or passing all of those Federer – you know, quarterfinal appearances in a major, semifinal appearances in a major. He's not just winning majors. He's doing everything that Federer and Nadal have done.
3: At the he's, age he's doing it at also, David.
1: What's he, 36? Yeah. I mean, Alcariz is what, 22?
3: Is he 22 or 21?
1: I mean, the second-ranked player in the right. world.
2: Djokovic, by the way, he turns 37 in May, so for... The back half of the season here. Right. He'll be, he'll 30, be 37, 37 years, years old. old. I'll you tell know, you. I you remember gotta... when Agassi, I
1: think he was 35, made it to the U.S. Open final. Took a set-off Federer. And I thought, wow, that's a hell of an accomplishment to be battling the guys that you're battling and doing it in your mid-30s. Djokovic isn't battling them. He's beating them. He went 27-1 and in the Grand Slams last year. He lost the epic Wimbledon final, and that's it.
2: We talk about Tom Brady and LeBron kind of resetting how we think about athletes and longevity. You got to throw Joker right in. There. Absolutely, absolutely. David Sampson, I said it. I don't know if he said it on the show or before we were
3: on the air. He said might be the best. He called him the best individual athlete, athlete of all time. Of all
2: time. Very good case. Dominance, longevity,
0: who you beat.
2: And who
1: he had to, I mean, I mean, to think while Nadal and Federer were winning all those majors that somebody was going to come up at virtually the same time, catch them and pass them, I mean, laughable.
3: Remarkable what yeah. it is. It, it's absolutely remarkable. There's no. I mean, doubt.
1: imagine in golf if somebody had caught Tiger and passed Tiger
3: while Tiger was doing what he was doing.
1: Right, while Tiger was only five years older than him. <laughs> but it's tennis, and it's a sport that's uh, you know basically dead in this country. Where we're, we're changing the tennis courts to uh, pickleball courts. Yep,
3: every day. More tennis courts going down for pickleball, David.
1: So, what do you say, Mark? When he turns 40, he you know, people are wondering when Tiger turns 50, will he play on the Champions Tour? Do we have to wonder when Joker turns 40, does he play on the Pickleball Tour? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I had to go there. I'm I know sorry. you did. I know you did.
3: Just like you had to go <sighs> up to that buffet for the fourth time.
1: I had to actually. It was it was speaking to me.
2: Well, he had money on the over three and a half plates. Got to cash that.
1: It's three and a half is really not the issue. I have to admit, if you're foolish enough to follow me into a buffet and you put the over under plates at three and a half, you might as well just hand me the money and go to your car. The real question is four and a half.
3: I'm three for sure. But there's going to be in five years. Yeah, but the, and it's it, it's one plate is just for my meat, you know the prime rib, the whatever they're shaving. I want that 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 gets its own plate. That's fair enough. That's
2: but fair enough. To David's point, though, you haven't been in a long time. No, I'd have to go update the over under based on your recent performance.
3: Well, maybe there's a Mother's Day buffet in my future or an Easter buffet coming up here in twenty four.
1: So there's that awkward moment. You're going up to, it's uh, meat, and, uh, you know, they take the plate out, and they go, "Uh, would you like some? And you go, yes. And then they cut you the amount of meat.
3: That you would put on a deli sandwich.
1: (laughs) That you are to get, and they give it to you. And they hand me the plate, and I grab it, and I don't move it. And I just stand there, and then the (laughs) stare down begins.
3: I don't get that far. When they start slicing, like if it's prime rib, and they make that eighth of an inch, quarter of an inch cut.
2: You give them the right. old I, I just I, look I, at
3: them and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Move that sucker back.
2: That doesn't work for me. Why
3: are we wasting both of our time here? I'm gonna. You want me to come back six times and you keep slicing off little pieces of meat? Or do you want to just get rid of me? Give me a hunk. Give me the au jus. We'll call it a day. I kind of let
1: them with the knife. It's kind of like when they're cutting my sideburns and they keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. going. There you go. It's the same thing with the knife with the meat. No, no, no. Keep going. No, no. Keep going. Keep going.
2: Say when with the Parmesan cheese on the.
1: I might as well have the yodel sound at that game on the prices, right?
2: Yodel, Yodel. Nope. keep going. Keep going.
1: Great
3: game. Annoying sound.
1: Yes, totally agree.
3: Miller and Moulton, vote on the poll question. When's the last time you've been to a buffet? Go to FloridaSportsNetwork.com.
0: Welcome to the Bonus Hour, brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: 21 minutes past the hour. Good, bad, ugly, what's on tap? Today was the day when. Some final thoughts and a pick or two. We were money, by the way, yesterday with our Mark Miller said, bet the Lightning. They're not losing two in a row on the road. It's too important. They beat the Flyers 6-3. I said, South Carolina getting five and a half at home against Kentucky. Look look out. So, well, maybe we got a couple of those up our sleeve coming up uh, in about 25 minutes or so before we sign off. So, I'm expecting... An announcement today from the Chargers or the Falcons is what I'm expecting. Because the NFL, by the way, puts pressure on teams. By about Friday afternoon, they go, yeah, no more news. Okay? The focus needs to be on the two conference championship games. So, teams got like 48 hours. Harbaugh or Belichick? I'm, I'm expecting one of them today.
3: I think it's going to be Belichick. Somehow I think the Harbaugh thing gets dragged out because why wouldn't it, David? Why would anything go in a timely fashion with Jim Harbaugh? He still has to negotiate another contract with Michigan be- with you know the immunity clause part of the Michigan deal that he's trying to get.
1: Yeah, when you put $125 million on the table and the guy doesn't sign it, he ain't signing it. Okay, this just in. He's not coming back. $125 million for a guy whose hobby is driving a John Deere tractor and cutting his grass. And by the way, you guys are very familiar with the cost of living in and around Ann Arbor. $125 million goes pretty far. It does. Right. This ain't Naples. You know, we're, don't get me wrong. I think all of us could make it work for one hundred twenty-five million in Naples,
3: but you'd still be poor. Well, I mean, in would... in your neighborhood,
1: correct, correct. I mean, you'd be a one percenter for most of the country, just not where you're living. You might be a forty percenter, but we digress. Uh, Joe Barry out as defensive coordinator of the Packers. So to review the Eagles have fired both coordinators and the Packers fired their defensive coordinator,
3: which has Packers fans, just giddy. That's something they've wanted seemingly for the last eight weeks of the season. That's all you heard from Packer fan.
1: So, you know, once again, you know, guys got to walk the plank. Uh, Speaking of which coordinators, Apparently, Canalis is very much in the mix in Carolina for the head coaching job. That's a surprise to me. I mean, one year as a coordinator, never mind the fact that to me, I don't care if you've been a coordinator or not. And I'm really surprised that more teams haven't done this. When John Harbaugh got the job, people were like, whoa, hasn't even been a coordinator before. Remember when we had Mike Westhoff on the show? Yep. Years ago. And he talked about, you know, I really thought I was going to get the Dolphins job. I think it was after Wanstead. And he said, I really thought I had a good chance. And he explained why he feels more. Now, obviously, he's coming at it with a personal bias here. It was a longtime special teams coach. But he said, it is the only coach outside of the head coach that works with guys on offense and defense
3: daily and has to and has to work with them outside of their position groups so he has to be able to organize his team if you will right in conjunction with two other teams the offense and the defense
1: and he was a finalist for the Dolphins job before John Harbaugh was hired in Baltimore And to Westhoff, he said, to me, it made a lot of sense. I was surprised more special teams coordinators were not considered. We're literally helping to manage guys in every corner of the room. And as a special teams coordinator, we do call some plays. They're just different than obviously offensive and defensive plays. And the more we look at coaches that are successful and not successful, what is coaching? It's leading men or women onto the field. Does it matter if – I mean,
3: I guess it helps if you're really good at calling plays. But – Does it? I mean, I don't know. Because then if you're calling plays, then you're only really focused on that side of the ball. Although
1: you you could argue – that think about it, if you're a great defensive coordinator, who knows more about offense than you? You have to stop offense. That doesn't no, no, mean no, you're I, I understand on offense, but, but you understand it.
3: I understand, but the when the I'm not a big fan of a coach being a coordinator. Like I, I think McDaniel right. should give play calling duties up. Because while during the week. His only focus, for the most part, is on his offense. He's got to establish an offensive game plan. So he's not in with the defensive coordinator, to me, as much as he should be saying, here's what I know about this offense. Here's what's affected us being stopped. You're not as much of a manager when you're controlling one side of the ball. That's all I'm saying, David.
1: I agree. I'm not a huge fan, and to me, if you're going to insist on calling the plays on whatever side of the ball it is like McDermott and Buffalo, you know, he got rid of Leslie Frazier a couple of years ago. He's running the defense. Well, it ain't good enough, dude. So sorry. It's you, I got to take it. If I'm the GM on the owner. Okay. We did it your way. It ain't working. I'll keep you as head coach, but you ain't the coordinator anymore. Sorry. Like, you know, listen, Andy Reed, it works, you know, Tough to imagine somebody could do a better job running the offense than he does.
3: Okay. And to his credit, the defense for Kansas City's never been better.
1: Yeah. And he made a change there 5 years ago, brought in a proven coordinator and is said, "What do you need?" Because I'm in I got the final say on personnel. I'll help you out as much as I can. But anyway, so that's some of the football coaching news going on. Harbaugh had a second interview with the Chargers. We're still waiting. Reports last night were like they're really close. Oh, if you're really close, what's there to negotiate? I mean, seriously, I mean, Jim's only going to come if he gets to handpick the GM.
3: And the money problem should have, I mean, to be honest, the money problem should be, it can't be money to me. I agree at at this point the money's already done his agents already taken care they've they've already established what the rate is and both sides are comfortable with that now it's just to me a matter of power
1: well it's non-negotiable if you want him he's got to have final say i mean come on he ain't leave- he's got final say where he is now for you to get him to come to you okay you got to give him what he currently has And if you argue, well, it's the NFL versus college, yeah, he's already done that.
0: And And he's been good at it.
1: And he can go somewhere else and get it in the NFL. And besides, the Chargers have no leverage here. Zero. I am surprised they have not interviewed Pete Carroll. I would have done that if I was the Chargers. I would have interviewed Pete and watched the L.A. media go
3: Nuts over it. Pete hasn't gotten an interview anywhere.
1: Don't believe so.
3: Nope. Which is really surprising to me. Uh huh. Because it sure sounded like he wants to still coach. Uh, he said it. Yeah.
1: He said, This was not my decision. I fought like hell to keep this job, they took it away from me.
3: So I, I'm, that one stuns me.
1: So pay attention to uh, Canales there uh, with Carolina. He's getting a second interview. That would hurt Tampa Bay because him and Baker, you know, they established a little something here. That would that'd be a bummer for the Bucs. It really would. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap? Today was the day when. Final thoughts all coming up.
0: Welcome to the bonus hour brought to you by Jason and Todd at the diamond district. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: 22 minutes till the top of the hour 16 until we're out of here. The final segment of the diamond district bonus hour on this hump day. Thanks so much for being with us. If you missed what's already taken place on the show, well, you missed a lot. I mean, we had four guests. And a poll question. I mean, that's a full day for us. David Bierman, Pro Football Network in the 7 o'clock hour. Ron Blum, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voter, covers the sport for the AP. Keith Smith covers the NBA. Angelique Chengelis covers Michigan. You know, that whole Harbaugh story. Or as she calls it, Harborary.
3: That's fantastic.
1: Uh, I like it.
3: It really is.
1: So if you missed any of those interviews, go to floridasportsnetwork.com and download what you
0: missed. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Megan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When.
3: Another lackluster day. But we do start in 1848 when James Marshall finds gold in Sutter's Mill in California. Beginning the California Gold Rush. 1922, David, the Eskimo pie is patented today. Hmm. In Iowa, of all places. Interesting. Not by an Eskimo either. 1935, the first canned beer is sold. Tailgating went way up after today. Was it
1: in Wisconsin?
3: It was not, it was Kruger's Cream Ale. I don't have a state. But Kruger's huh. Cream Ale was your first canned beer, 1935.
1: 19 19- I'm sorry, Richmond, Virginia, I
3: think. Okay.
1: Is where it took place.
3: Huh. Jackie Robinson was elected to the hall today in 1962. Super Bowl 16 was today in 1982 at the Pontiac Silverdome. The Niners defeat Cincinnati 26-21. Joe Montana is your MVP. Apple unveils the Macintosh personal computer today in 1984. No idea how that would work out for them.
1: It seems risky.
3: David Duval becomes the third PGA Tour player to shoot a 59. Did at PGA West today in 1999. And a very awkward celebration.
1: I, it kind of looked like, uh, who's the owner of the Clippers there? Ballmer. Remember the the, the yes. video of Ballmer on the stage with uh, Jobs and Gates and how Ballmer's Going just nuts. moving? Yes. It's just almost like Elaine and Seinfeld. Just it wasn't coordinated. Duval makes a six-footer for birdie on 18 for 59. And it, it's just the arms and the legs weren't really moving together. It was weird.
3: He was not John Harbaugh post game, is what you're telling me? No. <laughs> and today in 2011, Adele released her second album called 21. It would win album of the year.
1: Uh, it, it
3: holds up. It does. Her music yeah, it, holds up. Her, she's terrific. Yeah, she is. Ernest Borgnine, Oral Roberts, Sharon Tate, or Shannon Tate rather, Warren Zevon, and John Belushi all born today. Wow. For our mothers, David, yours and mine, Neil Diamond is 83 today.
1: Take a moment.
3: Rob Dibble is 60. Mary Lou Retton is 56. Tim Biakabatuka is 50. I really just wanted to say his name. And Sean McVeigh is 38. What did I miss, David?
1: He's 38? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> he's accomplished all that uh-huh. and he's... 38. And considering retirement. Right. Talk about a guy who's easy to hate. My goodness. Uh, six years ago today, we sentenced Larry Nasser. Yeah,
3: I had it and I just didn't want to even uh, go there.
1: I know. I don't blame
3: you.
1: I don't blame you. Uh, Disney purchased Pixar today, uh, 18 years ago, $7.4 So.
0: You've heard folks elsewhere mock, Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? Julian
3: Navaz, He's from Paris. Made a trip to the States. He was in New Orleans with a friend. Went to Cape Canaveral, watched a rocket launch, went to New Orleans, and decided he would go to the crater of diamonds park in Arkansas. He heard about it and said, I want to see this before I leave the country. So he got to the park at nine o'clock and started to dig. He turned up a 7.46 carat brown diamond. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Seven and a half carat diamond. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Named it after his fiancée, too. Isn't that cute? Oh, that's so nice. It's so sweet. For the bad, we go to Fort Myers, where two men are wanted for stealing a cooler worth of $700 worth of beer from a downtown Fort Myers bar. The incident happened at the location of Space 39 Art Bar and Martini Lounge around 2.07 on Sunday. Fort Myers police has pictures. Of the two men on social media, they have not yet been located. If you leave a cooler of beer,
2: yeah, I think that's free game.
3: I, I mean, if they went, it says that maybe they went inside and took it. But... Oh, seven hundred dollars worth. Right, it's a lot I mean, of beer.
1: That's not you make it sound like you know I left a little cooler that like you know you'd bring to the picnic. I mean that's that's. Come on now.
3: Finally, the ugly. We go to American Airlines flight that was supposed to go from Phoenix to Austin. Okay. The flight was delayed after a passenger had to be removed for having excessive gas.
1: I will say, it is a problem. People feel as if, well, I'm on a plane, I'll just let it rip. Let me tell you, that's rude. Come on now. Excessive gas, does that mean like, you know, that implies like more than once.
3: According to a passenger that was on the plane, while the airplane was still at the gate, an audio an audibly disgruntled man and maybe hungover man let one go. Oh boy. And when someone said something about it, he said, You thought that was rude. How about this smell? And oh, let another one rip. What
1: is this? Like danger field? I in Caddyshack too? I mean, what are we doing? Caddyshack? What are we doing here?
3: He was removed from the plane.
1: Or excessive gas. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad they put it on the list of TSA violations.
3: And that is the good, the bad, and the terribly smelly ugly. On Man. today, 124-24.
1: Oh, that's right. We got one of those happening today. Um, we got eight games in the NBA. Interesting night. Heater home for Memphis. Rozier got to town last night. So I would expect them to play tonight for the Heat.
3: They're big favorites, nine and a half points.
1: So the Bucs are hosting Cleveland. Do we know who's coaching Milwaukee tonight?
3: Yeah, their assistant.
1: Okay, so it's it's not Doc Rivers. Not yet. has not yet officially been named coach. Reported by CNN, which is interesting in and of itself. A, do they still cover sports? B, so they broke away from the New Hampshire primary last night to let us know? <laughs> I I mean, I would have loved that breaking news. We have breaking news. Doc Rivers, the new coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. We can confirm
3: that Donald Trump will win New Hampshire. And Doc Rivers is the new coach of the Milwaukee
2: Bucks. Right. More with Wolf Blitzer coming after the break. Back to you,
1: Anderson. In Nashua. Or wherever the heck they were. Um, The... Once again, they're doing this Wednesday night NBA on ABC thing. Phoenix-Dallas, 8.30 tonight on ABC.
3: David, I know it's an area that we are not supposed to go on this show, but I have to. There's one NBA game that I don't know how you don't take the underdog. The Detroit Pistons are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home tonight against Charlotte. Oh, wow. Yeah!
1: Now, Lowry's probably not going to play. They just traded away this here. Charlotte is bad.
3: They're really bad. But
2: if you're going to lose 20 bucks.
1: Trent, let me guess. You're betting five bucks on the Pistons tonight, aren't you?
2: I'm here in dead air. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> 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 That's a
1: good point. So... Um, One other NBA game televised tonight, 9.30, if you haven't gotten enough of Wemby, Oklahoma City and the Spurs tonight.
3: They're pouring that on.
1: Boy, are they ever. Hey, big one for the Gators tonight at home against Mississippi State. Uh, They need to start winning games. And 8.30 SEC Network, they're home for the Bulldogs. Kane, 7 o'clock on the deuce against Notre Dame on the road. Miami could use a win of any kind.
3: Absolutely. Even though it's a bad team, you need to win that game. And Panthers South Florida's on the to- road at Temple, by the way, as well.
1: I'm sorry. What was that?
3: South Florida's taking on Temple tonight on the road. Got it.
1: They're having a nice season. He's doing a really good job. So uh, the Panthers home tonight against Arizona, one of seven NHL games. The one that's nationally televised is Carolina, Boston at seven 30. If you're into hockey, that'll be a good watch.
3: Take the Bruins. Carolina expected to go with their backup (laughs) goaltender tonight. I I like the Bruins in that one. You're only laying a buck 45, which isn't heavy odds to take the best team in hockey to win a game.
1: By the way, Chicago and Seattle, if you're a late-night owl and you want some hockey, 10 o'clock TNT, Chicago and Seattle. Did they get the memo that Bedard's not playing with a broken jaw? I mean, that's one of those games you schedule – three months ago, two months ago, a month ago. You don't schedule now.
3: Handful of ranked teams on the road tonight in College Hoop, David. New Mexico's on the road, laying eight and a half against San Jose State. Colorado State uh, is a three and a half point dog on the road at Nevada. Marquette, huge favorite at DePaul. Illinois, two and a half point favorite at Northwestern. Northwestern's done a hell of a job at home taking on ranked opponents. And Florida Atlantic is a a 12-and-a-half point favorite at Rice tonight. Auburn on the road at Alabama. Bama's the three-and-a-half point favorite against the eighth-ranked Tigers. All right.
1: I would take a bunch of road teams tonight. First off, FAU has been struggling. Even when they're getting by, that's what they're doing. They're getting by. On the road in conference play, laying 12-and-a-half. Right. I would take Rice in the points tonight, number one. Number two, Illinois is going to lose at Northwestern.
2: No. I don't see yeah. it.
1: Yeah. And Northwestern's getting points at home. Remember, they beat Purdue there. So, Northwestern's winning. I'm taking those points tonight. DePaul with the interim coach, Mark, can't get any worse than they were with Stubblefield. No. So, I'm taking the 17-and-a-half tonight at home against Marquette. <laughs> I'm not not calling for the upset. No, 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 saying, I know. Taking the points. All right. And and I will call for the upset. They're on a roll. They're feeling good about themselves. They got nationally ranked this week. I'm going to take San Jose State as my upset of the night, and I'm getting eight and a half against Richard Patino in New Mexico. The Lobos are feeling it. Just like Kentucky was feeling it last night going to South Carolina. By the way, I'm betting good money on a lot of bad teams here. I mean, three of those four teams I mentioned, they're below 500. They are not good. DePaul, Rice, San Jose State, I'm crazy. But I'm just saying, I'm taking points tonight.
3: And I'm just saying, probably Auburn-Alabama, best game to watch tonight. 7.30 on ESPN. That's a That's a pretty good college basketball game right there. I know it sounds like a pretty good college football game, but actually... <laughs> Auburn, Auburn's entertaining to watch and Alabama's good at home.
1: What's the equivalent of fourth and 31 for the Auburn basketball team? Is that like a 60 foot shot at the buzzer? No, it was I, the I final mean,
2: four a couple of years ago when Bruce Pearl was beside himself because they, well,
1: they got screwed.
2: They totally I, got I, hosed. I,
1: I just I, uh, to have an officiating mistake take place down the stretch of a final four game.
2: And Tony Bennett's Cavaliers won it that year.
1: Yeah, well, and that was also the year that they hit the miracle shot to beat, force overtime to beat Purdue in the Sweet 16. I mean, that really was a magic carpet ride national title for Virginia. But I'm just curious tonight, Mark, what is the ending that could happen for Alabama tonight to beat Auburn that would equal 4th and 31?
3: Just a half-court shot. Okay. I'm Mil-
1: thinking it might even have to be about 60 feet. Have a great rest of your hump day. We will do this tomorrow. We'll have no idea who will be on the show.